Hi and welcome to episode 65 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Reportage and This Reportage family, and I'm a photographer too. The fab Olivier Bolt is my guest on the podcast today, and it was a real pleasure chatting with him. Olivier was our French Storyteller of the Year for 2020 on TIR, and he was also the overall French Photographer of the Year and Storyteller on This Reportage family, a truly incredible achievement. Olivier talks about lots of different topics on the episode today, including why there's so much joy and happiness in his work and why he's attracted to that, his morning routine and Netflix synopsis game, why he takes so long doing his slideshows, picking fruit in Australia, what makes him happy, things he would have done differently, top tips for better documentary coverage and so much more. Just a little note that this interview was actually recorded on the 29th of January 2021, so that's why there may be some date and time discrepancies with what we discuss. Right, over to Olivier. Hey Olivier, how are you? Hey Alan, thank you, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, good. It's lovely to hear your voice. Yeah, me too. I know your voice, you know, I'm listening to your podcast quite often, so I'm very pleased to be invited today. It's cool. Oh, it's an, uh, thank you for agreeing to be on here. It's really lovely, lovely. And as I was just saying before we began, it's lovely for me to hear your voice because I've seen, you know, we've messaged quite a few times on Facebook and I've seen your photo, but it's lovely to put a voice to it. It's really nice. <laughs> it's not a sexy voice, but uh, I don't <laughs> you sound very cool, man. You sound very cool. <laughs> okay. That's a French accent, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It is a very cool accent. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. So how are you in general? Yeah. So you're in France as we, we've just um, yeah, established. Whereabouts in France are you? At the very south of France. Um, actually, I'm near the border of Spain. So I'm oh, like right. um, a two hours drive from Barcelona. Oh, nice. Uh, so my city is called Perpignan. It's not a big city, but it's... Um, um, it's well placed because we have the sea and the mountains and the climate is pretty good. We have some sun today. So oh, yeah, lovely. happy place to live. Well, it sounds really nice. Sounds really <laughs> nice. Um, do you go over the border to like Barcelona much? Do you do that? Yeah, I used to, but <laughs> you know, it's a bit complicated now. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the thing is, that's great because when you... You drive, you drive just 30 minutes and you are in Spain. So when you want some time off on the weekends, it's just perfect, you know, because uh, as soon as you pass the border, you really, it really looks like you are on holiday. So it's perfect. It's great. That is so nice. That is so nice. Yeah. You can smell the palm trees and the calamares. So it's oh, great. Wow. <laughs> Have you always, did you grow up there as well? I'm sorry? Did you grow up in that area of France as well, or have you? Did you uh, grow up somewhere else in France, or? Uh, no, no, I, I, I grew up there. Yeah, sorry. You did. I as grew well. up in Perpignan. Uh, I've been traveling a little bit, of course, but um, I was. Uh, uh, I would like to live in another place uh, in the world, maybe. But sometimes you just think about where you live, and you say, "Yeah, it's okay," you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it. It sounds beautiful where you live. I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. It sounds oh, yeah. super. Um, cool that Barcelona is only two hours away. I went to Barcelona for our honeymoon, actually. Actually, we got married. Oh, so it's, it's, oh cool. Yeah, it's a cool place, isn't it? It is a cool place. Yeah, it is. Um, but cool. have you ever been over to England? I've been to England, to London mainly. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, just London, I guess. Okay, uh, never been to Cornwall? Cornwall in the southwest where I live. You've not been here? No, no, I know you're, you're there. I'm on the southwest coast, yeah? That's yes, it? that's right. Yeah. Very close so, to the sea as well. 
It is, yeah, it's nice. I bet it's not as nice a, a warmer climate as what you have, but it's nice. <laughs> Okay, I will go someday, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you should. You're very welcome. Anytime, very welcome. Come here, stay with us. Do you like table tennis? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Oh, do great! I've got a table. We can play. You got to come. I, mean, I, I don't think I'm as good as you, but uh, oh yeah. no, I'm not I'll that good. Nice. We'll do it. We'll do it sometime. I don't um, know. Um, actually, why why you're talking about table tennis? Do you know paddle tennis? Uh, paddle tennis? No, I don't. Yeah. Know. So it's. Um, I think it comes from Argentina and Spain mainly, okay. and I played it a lot, and it's starting to develop a lot in south of France and a little bit everywhere in France. But okay. if you ask some Spanish guys, they know it, and it's like a tennis game, but you have um, walls uh, all around it. Okay, so you're allowed to play against the wall, so it's, it's a great game. It's oh, that's the same good, I think. Mm, that sounds good. Sounds like a mix between kind of squash and tennis. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Exactly. Oh, that sounds cool. I'd be yeah, I'd be up for that. I played a bit of squash when I was younger. That's so intense. Do you play squash? Uh, yeah. yeah. For the is, half is like boom, boom, boom. It's really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? It is. Um, but yes. Uh, yeah, I'd like to try that. We'll have to try, try that sometime. Cool. Um, so Olivia, let's start with some congratulations because you did brilliantly on both This Is Reportage and This Is Reportage family last year. Um, we were becoming the French storyteller of the year on both sites. It was just amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, you're, you're so good, man. And you're also 12th in the world overall on family and 43rd on our wedding site. Really incredible achievements. So yeah, just, how did it feel getting those accolades? Must have been pretty cool. Oh, that's great! I did. I wasn't expecting uh, something like this because I, I play uh, this is reportage just you know to try and to compare a little bit my pictures to the others and uh, to 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 try to get better. But uh, when the storyteller prize arrived like this, it's crazy. I was uh, I was not expecting that. And we have a, a small community between French photographers. You know most of them. You know. Oh yeah. And, uh, so when they tell me that because i didn't see it uh, at first it was a uh, wow pure joy perfect oh that's proper cool man and i think that is such a the, the storyteller of the year especially is such a cool accolade because you know that is what we're doing and that's an award for such a, a huge body of work not just individual captures as well so it's super cool yeah and that's funny because um, when I look at my work, I'm always complaining about um, uh, not being a good storyteller, finally, because I I don't prepare my uh, reportage like this, saying, okay, I'm going to start with uh, this uh, little bit of uh, introduction and uh, uh, keep going on, on uh, during the day and after I have a small conclusion. I don't think about it at all. And um, so I'm lacking some images to do that, you know when okay. I see the, the whole um, uh, gallery. Uh, but finally, when you pick some pictures to make the story for the, the awards, sometimes it works, so it's great. Well, it's really worked for you, man. It's brilliant. <laughs> to have that kind of constant, consistent creativity, I and mean, that's the goal for, for everyone, really. And yeah, nailing it. Was it, was it five reportage, I mean, story awards, I think you got from uh, reportage last year, which is amazing. Uh, um, yeah, I think it's uh, Yeah, and three on the family as well. So it's just like story award after story award. It's brilliant. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, I think it was the second part of the year, mostly. So yeah, it was crazy time. Oh man, proper. and how? But well, I mean, that was obviously a, you know a good thing. How was twenty twenty in in general for you though? You know what was what was the year like for you? 
Well, it was not so bad, finally. I'm kind of an optimistic guy. Uh, and I've been very optimistic from the beginning of the virus until the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I, I, of course, I, I didn't do a lot of weddings, only three out of 11. Really, uh, for right. the eight others have been postponed to 2021. Right. Um, but it was okay because I work also on family, as you know, and corporate. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have um, a lot of, of things to do with my camera finally and was good. Um, so yeah, just looking forward to 2021 now to meet uh, more people and to be a little bit more social, you know, because you're just in front of your computer most of the time. So I can't wait for the wedding and uh, the wedding season to start. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? That social side is important because, yeah. oh yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, we haven't had any parties, have we, the whole year? And yeah, it's a strange thing. Well, a photographer is a very lonely job, you know, finally. Mm. So some people can suffer from that, I guess. Mm, that's true. Um, it was good that you, you already had that diversification in for your family and, and yeah. corporate work as well, though. So that was that was good. Which came first for you? you know, how did you? How did you get into becoming a photographer anyway? And did you start with weddings and then did family or did you start from family? What's, you know, how did you begin? Well, I think I started with uh, just anything, you know, like uh, like anyone, I think, with uh, landscapes and street photography and stuff like that. And uh, it started with uh, my uh, job colleague who asked me to make a wedding. So I just oh, cool. got like this one day and it was 500 bucks. I was like, wow, just 500 bucks for one day. That's crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> Were you nervous for, for that first wedding there? No, a little bit, but uh, no, it was okay. No pressure. You know, it was just uh, the first try and she knows it. And she okay. was, they were really happy with the pictures at the end. So uh, it was a great first experience. I was not sure yet to continue with uh, wedding photography, but the year after it was three more weddings and after it was eight and, and so on. So oh, wow. I just okay. kept going and yeah, it was cool. How many so years, when, when was that when you started? What year was your very first one? Uh, so that would be 2015, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I'm starting my sixth year, I think. Okay, cool, cool. So still quite new, though. Still quite fresh. Yeah, it is. It's a long journey. <laughs> so I'm just uh, starting, yeah. How do you, by the way, how do you speak English so well? It's so good. It's so amazing. How do you, did you, is it just from learning at school or? Oh, no, my God, <laughs> the English at school in France is really bad. Oh, well, yeah. we think we're good, but uh, as soon as we leave France for another country, <laughs> we, we just realize we are really bad. <laughs> so, no, no, I just um, I, I traveled a little bit and mostly in Australia. Uh, after my studies, I just needed a, a break or I wanted to speak English uh, correctly. So that was one of the, the main goal. Right. So I went to Australia in Sydney mostly. And I stayed here for 18 months um, just for experiencing, you know. So uh, I think I learned English there mostly. That's amazing, man. It's honestly, I love, that, I love that language. So I'm always uh, well, listening podcasts like yours or watching movies or reading books in English. I, I just uh, love English. Wow, that's cool. Very cool, man. I wish I could speak another language like you do, honestly. Massive I respect. I French one time. <laughs> 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 and, and you mentioned that time, your time in Australia as well. That was when you got your first camera, I believe. Was that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I was doing some pictures and videos before, but with a kind of point of sh point and shoot uh, camera. 
and it was really bad, of course. Um, and I just bought my first uh, Canon DSLR over there, and uh, it just changed my, not my life, but it changed the way I was taking pictures because the quality was so great, even if my pictures were still shit. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and at the end of my uh, stay in Australia, I was a little bit broke, and I was uh, waiting for my plane to come back in France. And I have uh, like uh, maybe three weeks or something like this. And I just kept taking pictures all the time and reading books about photography all the time. So uh, I came back from Australia with a new passion. And uh, well, it didn't let me, didn't leave me. Uh, so yeah, I just started like this. That's very cool. I think it's a really romantic kind of way to, you know, starting a photography career and life really as well. Um, eight, was it 18 months you were in Australia for then? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a long time. Does, yeah, it was too short. <laughs> should oh, was it? Yeah. I should have stayed there. But don't tell to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do all different kinds of jobs while you were out there then? Yeah, uh, actually, I went there with uh, uh, my head full of dreams, if we can say, but with um, uh, my suit and my suitcase and my resume and uh, looking forward to find a job in, uh, I don't know, banks or real estate because I, I studied law and real estate. Oh, right. uh, okay. So I was hoping to find a job like this over there. But like three or four weeks later, I just realized, okay, this is not Australia at all. Or at least backpacking in Australia is not the thing. It's not that point. So I uh, just changed my mind and um, I uh, switched uh, the, the briefcase for the flip-flops, you know, and I just <laughs> bought a car and went uh, all over Australia to pick some fruits, mainly. That's wow. the main job, you know, when you're backpacking over there. Have you been to Australia already? I never have. No, never have. No? no. So most of the backpackers, they find jobs in, uh, in fruit picking and it's crazy. It's a very good experience for the jobs and for the people you meet there. Oh, so yeah. yeah it was really really great very cool man must be, yeah that's really cool very cool i can't was it must be quite hard work though is it quite hard work long hours long hours uh, the heat and uh, some fruits are really hard to pick like for uh, i have um, uh, a souvenir from uh, the the mango fields yeah. uh, you know the mangoes you, yeah yeah you have to pick them with a, a kind of long stick uh, with a net at the end oh, okay to pull very hard to uh, to take the fruits out of the tree and the problem is when you do that there is some very acid juice coming out of the fruit oh, and right. spitting everywhere you know so on your face and stuff and so you can have a very bad stain on your face after with the sun so yeah and stuff like all of the pineapples you have a lot of snakes and bananas oh well. wow i never thought of it it's so <laughs> it's dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. yeah yeah it's not uh, like a party in the fields you know it's um, <laughs> it's kind of dangerous sometimes yeah oh that's that's interesting uh, australia is one of the most dangerous country i think oh, i guess yeah. the major, at least right okay how old were you when you were doing that traveling then I was pretty old already because it was after the study, so I was 25, something like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. A nice time to be doing it, though. A nice oh, time. Yeah. yeah. I wish I was younger, but it was a nice time, yeah. Don't we all wish that, though? Don't we all wish yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> and you say you studied law, did you, then? Yeah, yeah I studied law and uh, real estate and town planning. Right, okay, I wow. don't know why. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, after the, the high school, I just have to choose something, you know, and um, I was a little bit in low, but not so much. But I finished my master's degree and uh, 
yeah, I, I found a job uh, after coming back from Australia. I found a job in real estate, but I could have done it without any uh, diplomas. You know, it was a uh, okay. real estate agent, so I don't need any master for that. Right. But okay, uh, okay learned me some stuff, and I met some people, so it's okay. Yeah, it's funny how life turns out, isn't it? It is funny. Like I did an English degree, and I guess I had no idea what I wanted to be at that time as well, actually. And it doesn't really set you up for a certain kind of career doing a degree in English. Yeah, and I think every studies, unfortunately, is like this because you don't have any experience, you know. So it's just on the books, and when you come in real life after you're a little bit lost, at least so after true. a French degree, yeah. Yeah. So did you use your, your English degree sometimes? Well, not. I think it's something, I guess, that I use in every kind of business I've done and, and being a wedding photographer and reportage, you know, I use those skills. So I think yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's a good grounding, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's funny how it worked out. But I met my wife my first week at university as well. So that was a, a big plus. Oh, that was useful then. <laughs> yeah, very useful it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she'd agree, but yeah, that's all good. <laughs> um, one thing I want to ask you, Olivier, there's um, there's a lot of joy and happiness in your work, which I think is awesome. Um, you know, do you find that you're especially attracted to capturing those happy, joyful moments? Because I think we're all drawn to capturing different elements. So I just wondered what, what you thought about that. Yeah, that's funny that you noticed that. So it's cool. Uh, I realized it pretty late but uh, if I go back to my first wedding I can see that already even if the pictures are terrible you know with the, the <laughs> tilted and stuff and not focused and thing but uh, the joy and happiness are, are there and I'm I think I'm attracted to this like magnet you know when uh, especially for the cocktail time for example when I hear a burst of laughter or people shouting or kids playing or whatever I just rush into them and click 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 you know try to capture something and it's kind of nat natural uh, for me. That's so and, cool. And uh, I noticed it pretty late because the clients and some other photographers told me that. Uh, so now I'm trying to work on that. And, uh, and I'm inspired, I think, by many photographers as well, like uh, maybe Isabella Tink or, or people like this. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think I capture joy and happiness just because... Um, I don't know. I think I, like every photographer, I want to create some emotions for the viewer of my mm -hmm. photographs. Uh, so um, I, I prefer them to laugh and uh, smile when they see my pictures and they're crying or have a sad emotion, I guess. Mm, that's so, cool. Uh, yeah, I like to, to share some happiness uh, pictures. That's very cool, man. Yeah. And as I say, it does really come across in your work. And we're lucky, aren't we, that we have a, a job that we can do that. We can, that we can capture yeah. that much joy. You know, it's awesome. Exactly. But I'm attracted sometimes by other pictures. Like I, I would love to do some photojournalism about sad things, unfortunately. But uh, um, it's different ways to do it, I think. And, um, and the emotion you're creating are very really different. Mm. But uh, the the point is to create some emotion, and uh, and if you can then make them smile, so it's great. Yeah, very true, very true. Oh, and it makes me again. They talking to you makes me miss weddings even more now. Oh, as well. yeah, I just want yeah. to don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> when how, did you do in England? Now, do, do you think twenty twenty one is going to be a possible season to photograph? Or? Oh, I don't know, isn't it? I mean, I want to be hopeful. I want to be hopeful, but 
being realistically i i don't know i've already had two weddings in the past week they were they'd already postponed from last year to this year and now they're postponing again oh, to next year you know okay. so mm, i just don't know really how how do you think it's going to be for you in in over there well, last year I was optimistic, but I, I kicked my ass to say, okay, you have to start to be pessimistic a little bit and start to think about uh, the bad things maybe. But I don't know. I, I, my first wedding is in April um, and I have a very big peak of uh, weddings in July and June. Okay. Uh, and actually, the, I think the, <clears throat> the prime minister or the health department minister is talking in France tonight to oh, okay. tell us what's going to be the next week so maybe a lockdown or something and uh, i think that that they're saying that for the weddings that uh, it's going to be limited uh, to six people until maybe june or maybe 30 people until really june. Wow. so yeah i think it's going to be a little bit like uh, the end of the season last year it is isn't it i think yeah i think that's more the most likely scenario um yeah, yeah. I've got eight for us, but it's really, really sad for the wedding couples, I guess. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. And you can totally understand them not wanting to go ahead when they can only have six or yeah. 30 people oh, yeah. or, or not have an evening party at all, you know, um, can totally understand it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And some, most of the the wedding brides and groom have, uh, have in, invited people from, um, I don't know, England or USA or Australia sometimes. So mm. that's uh, so true. Can, yeah. That travel element is huge, isn't it? Um, yeah, that was one of the weddings that postponed last week. So they're supposed to be getting married this August, already postponed from last year. But they've got family coming over from Australia to Scotland yeah. and stuff. So they don't, don't want to risk it, which I understand. I understand. Yeah. Um, I've got eight weddings in May, eight in May. So I think I don't think they're oh. going to probably go ahead. I know. I think, but I think I'll probably lose all of those or maybe they'll postpone to next next May, I guess. But uh -huh. anyway. We'll see. We don't know, do we? We'll see. We'll see. Um, Olivier, do you do you like do you watch Netflix? Yeah, of course. Do okay. Yeah, everyone does that. We all do. We all do. <laughs> We're photographers. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, it's a great deal. You can have full of movie and series for not uh, not so expensive. So it's I cool. know it's good, isn't it? It's cool. Okay, we're gonna do uh, just do a little um, quiz for so for the last few episodes. I've just been. I'll read a Netflix synopsis. And I see if you can guess what film or series it's talking Whoa. about. <laughs> That's going to be hard. Okay. <laughs> we'll just give it a go. Just for fun. It's a cool game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And hopefully people at home enjoy playing along with this. Okay. So I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm going to read out a synopsis now and see if you can get what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, this is the first episode of something, okay? So it's the first episode of a series. It's the episode synopsis, not even the series synopsis. No, I know, because sometimes oh I can't find the whole series synopsis on Netflix. It's odd. Um, yeah, but you might get this. Okay. 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 okay, so this is it. Okay. As talent agent Gabriel searches for a way to break bad news to actress Cecile de France, a mysterious newcomer stirs up intrigue at the office. Yeah, I know that, and I watched it uh, quite recently. It's French. Because yes, it's, it's French, French yeah. of course. <laughs> uh, and I don't remember the name. Oh my god! Um, yeah, yeah, it's the um, the agents for the the agency. Yeah. Oh god, that's good though. But name. wow, you've got it. You've got it. So it's, in English, the the name is um, "Call My Agent." Oh yeah, that's not the same in, in France at all. Yeah, I bet it's different. <laughs> <laughs> so I could say every name and you say, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'll give you that though. I'll give you that because you knew what it was. I give you that. That's good okay. then. Yeah, I know this one. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, I've we watched. Uh, we've only watched a couple of episodes so far, but yeah, it, it gets really good reviews as well. So have you watched all? There's like four seasons, is there? Or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was. Um, it was in in England too. I, I yeah, it's in France. Yeah, it's, it is in French, but I've just seen it on Netflix recently. I don't know if it's just getting some more publicity because the fourth season came out. I don't know, but there's so much good stuff to watch, isn't there? So much good. Okay, so let's do let's do another one, Olivia. You ready? Okay. Okay, so this is a film. Okay, this is a clue. Um, so, writer-director J.J. Abrams crafts a supernatural tale about six kids who witness something incredible while shooting a movie with a Super 8 camera. Ah, oh, yeah, I know it. And I, re- I watched it again recently. I, I, um, it was the... Not Steven Spielberg, actually, but uh, it looked like Steven Spielberg. It does look like Spielberg, doesn't it? Yeah. And I don't remember the name again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad with names and, and story, you know. I can tell you if I see the image, but I can say the, the, the title. Is it like 8 millimeters or something? Yes, it's Super yeah. 8. Okay. Super 8. Super yeah. 8. Yeah. yeah. It's a great film, isn't yeah. it? I really like I it. The, the, the lights and the colors are really yeah, great yeah. in this movie, yeah. That's why I watched it again recently. Oh, okay, cool. For the, like, the, the cinematography and, and yeah. Mm, cool. Okay, last one. Last one. You're doing well, though. You know both so far. Yeah, this is good. I'm going to win something, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this one is a movie as well. It's quite an older film. Okay. Um, when a prison guard discovers that a death row inmate possesses mysterious powers, oh, he yeah. tries... To, he, oh, do you know it? With that? Yeah, what is it? <laughs> Green Line. Yes, good yeah, one. Thank nice. You. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's, that's, that's a good film. Good film. Good choices. I like them. Oh, good. I'm glad you knew them all. That's good. It's good stuff. Um, I, yeah, that is a good film. And I started, so there's a Stephen King novel, and he released them as little mini uh, chat books over a series. So that was cool. That was, hmm. Anyway, cool. That was fun. I hope you enjoyed playing that. Did you enjoy yeah, it? yeah. You can ask me <laughs> anything like this. I like it. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. Let's, do, let's go on to another kind of um, random question, Olivier. Okay. But uh, quite a big one. A big one. Oh, what? Yeah, I like the big ones. I like the big ones. <laughs> What's the first thing or things that come to your mind when I say, what makes you happy? Ah, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. It is. Just... <laughs> uh, it, it should be simple to answer to this, but um, well, I'm not. The, the first thing that comes in my mind effectively is uh, experience, life experience. So okay. I, I would say, I don't know, like uh, try new things uh, and travel over the world to see new things, you know, with my family, if I can. Um, Yeah, that would be it. I think just be able to travel anytime and anywhere and just live new experience, meet some new people and uh, uh, try new things. Yeah, that would be this. That's really nice. That sounds like a lovely way to live. So you must have missed the traveling aspect of the last 12 months then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We are missing this. I'm not. I'm not traveling a lot since my uh, since my uh, uh, I have my kids, so it's a bit uh, complicated. But uh, <laughs> I think we're gonna start again now because the um, the youngest one is two years old. So maybe last year, uh, next year, we're gonna start again. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So you've got a two-year-old and a how old's your other child? And five, five for the big oh, one. Five and two. Oh, nice ages, though. Nice ages. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you homeschooling the five-year-old a bit at the moment? Uh, no, no, the school is still uh, open. 
Oh, uh, really? Uh. Until tonight, at least. Um, <laughs> well, they, they really insist on that in France. They say that uh, the, the kids have to keep going to school, uh, even if uh, the corona is there. So for, for this time, yeah, it's still um, open. And, oh, uh, that's that good. Was, but my wife is, um, uh, I don't know the name, uh, a speech therapist. Oh, my wife's a speech therapist. No way. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's, oh. actually, that's, that's a funny coincidence. That's great. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so she can, well, you know this, but they're really good at teaching or really good at uh, making exercises. So if the school stops, I think she can handle it. And oh, that's good. It. She would what? So she, would she enjoy that, would she? Or? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not. We've been homeschooling. So the schools in England have been closed for the uh, last yes. yeah few weeks now. Since Christmas. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yes, it has been since Christmas. Yeah. And they won't be open until at least March the 8th, I think. No, so it's, well, oh, that's a long time. Okay. Yeah, it is long. You're allowed to go out for to walk? Uh, just for one bit of exercise a day, yes, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's lockdown, like uh, the very first in France. It is, just like that, really, yeah. Are you not in general lockdown at the moment in France, then? No, it's, there's just a curfew, you know, at 6 p.m. Uh, okay. Uh, right. But, yeah, it depends on what they're saying tonight. More, It's got to be a, a lockdown again, I think, yeah. Mm. Ooh, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be strange listening back to these episodes, you know, yeah, in a few years, if people do. Yeah. And oh, yeah, strange. Um, right. OK, let's let's change the subject anyway. Um, so I've heard, Olivier, that you're a bit of a perfectionist and could take quite a long time doing your slideshows for your clients. Is that right? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I'm quite a perfectionist and it's uh, it's a really bad uh, side of me. I think it's... Uh, like you're losing so much time for that or you're um, uh, you're leaving some projects aside because of that you know sometimes because you say okay I don't have this or this so I don't do this project which is really stupid uh, but yeah the, the slideshows are very important for me because I've always been uh, working on videos and music in the same time when I was young even before starting photography like for traveling or stuff and I wanted to make small movies about it oh, okay. um, so the, the music is really important for me to um, to give some emotions with my pictures so mm -hmm. I never send my gallery like this you know just uh, okay you can watch it whenever you want because I know they're going to stop the car on the side of the road and watch it on the iPhone and it's crazy <laughs> I don't want it <laughs> So I invite uh, the bride and groom, or even for the family shoots, I invite them uh, at home with a big screen and the, mu and the music, um, and I just make big slideshow out of it. Uh, to your home, do you mean? To yeah, because I don't have any studios or stuff like this. But um, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, the slideshows were like three minutes long at the beginning, like uh, four or five years ago. And now it's like 15 minutes, so it's pretty long for wow. people who, who were in there at the, at the wedding. But for the bride and groom, it's a great experience, I think. Wow, uh, yeah. That's so really lovely to offer that. Do you do that for most of your weddings then? Yeah, for all of them. All of wow. them. Gosh. And how long does it take you to make a 15-minute slideshow, for example? Uh, about two or three years, maybe. <laughs> now it's crazy, but now it's not the, the long part. Of course, the, the the editing of the pictures is longer. Mm -hmm. But um, at the beginning, I was really 
uh, I, I was not so good, so I was doing longer, but uh, I would say maybe two to four hours to make a slideshow like this, I think. Wow, right, okay. Mm. Well, the, the, the main, uh, the, the most difficult part finally is to find the good music and maybe several ones because it's longer than uh, three or four minutes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Unless it's one huge, long instrumental or something. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm quite lucky because when you're doing the slideshow, on, I'm working on Final Cut, you know, but whatever. Okay. Uh, and most of the time when the music is going to finish, I'm, I'm finishing a, a part of the day, like uh, the cutting ready. And after there is another music, I'm starting on the ceremony, for example. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I like to have a rhythm like this. And I'm quite perfectionist because I want the picture exactly to change on the, the rhythm of the music. Right. And um, and the transition and stuff like this. So, yeah, I would like I would like to to try videos and sometimes I sing because um, I would love that. But it's quite a different job after. It is a different art, isn't it? I had I would have no idea. I have to I would start have... again at the beginning. Yeah, but I'm sure you'd be really good at it. I'm sure you would. Um, but that's interesting. I find that interesting about the slideshows. I think it's a lovely service that you offer. I mean, the couples must love that. Seeing, you know, is it when they've seen all those images? Are they seeing them for the first time in that slideshow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. After the slideshow, I explained them how the gallery is working and the gallery is open after for the for everyone, for the guests and for the the family. Right, okay. Uh, but the, the very first time they see the pictures is on the slideshow, yeah. Oh, and you're, are you there with, so are you sitting with them, like watching their reaction to their photos? Well? Yeah, well, if I can, if, if, if it's a wedding in the near Perpignan, I can be there and I even invite them uh, at home. But if it's, uh, I don't know, in England or whatever, I just do it just through Zoom or FaceTime. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, I try to be with them and uh, watch their reaction. Yeah, exactly. But that must be lovely to see because, for example, you know, I, I don't do a slideshow like that. And so I, I never see my couples kind reaction, of, yeah. yeah, their reactions. That must be really lovely. Uh, that's a good experience. Sometimes you feel a little bit uh, um, uncomfortable because you think, OK, I'm doing I'm putting some pressure on them. You know, they have to love the pictures because <laughs> <laughs> but finally that's what we want <laughs> that's true <laughs> but uh, yeah it's really nice because uh, and they watch it for the first time always i think with a, a kind of uh, skepticism or they're not really comfortable with they with their images you know they, they think they are looking bad or there is an appre uh, apprehension apprehension and also it's uh, oh, yeah i know what you mean yeah <laughs> Uh, but when they watch it the second time, so I'm not there, but when they watch it for the second time, it's always uh, a relief and they, f they feel like the pictures are really great and their wedding were, was great. So oh. it's a good thing. Yeah, that's cool, man. I think that's really, yeah, really lovely. Have you ever been asked to do, you know, because some photographers do same day slideshows, you know, during the wedding itself. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I have one this year. Uh, it's a pretty big wedding and um, I have a little bit of pressure on it because it, uh, I have to go to Luxembourg for it and it's like 300 crests in a big castle, so it's um, brand new for wow. me. Right, wow. Uh, and they asked me to do a slideshow for the, the end of the day and um, I, I think I can't do it because uh, I need someone with me to do that. I think because you have to extract the pictures, uh, edit yeah. it, edit the video, it's quite long. So I, I'm sure there are some photographers doing it, but I don't know how they do that. I know, I don't know. I just have, um, I don't have any free time, you know, during the wedding. So yeah. I can't do that or I will miss uh, many moments. 
No, exactly. Yeah, as you say, you need someone with you really to to yeah. do that separately. Well, there are some um, applications or programs. You know, you we can do the the slideshow for you, but it's not the same. I will do it for for the same day slideshow like this, but it's not. Uh, I'm a perfectionist, so I wouldn't do, wouldn't be happy with that. No, you wouldn't. Would you? No, I understand <laughs> that. As well. uh, it's cool. Uh, it's great. Really interesting to talk about that because we, we've not spoken actually about slideshows often on the um, on the podcast. So I found that that was really interesting. It's a um, big my experience yeah, of the experience I propose. It's it's really cool, I think. And you know, I just don't do slideshows at all. Actually, not even at all. Not even not non in person. I just don't do them. Maybe I should. Good for you. Good for you. More time with your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like you. I mean, you're giving your clients um, a beautiful thing with a slideshow. I mean, it's a really lovely thing. So, and that's uh, funny because uh, I, I'm really thrilled when I'm doing it. It's like the the final. Uh, projects I'm delivering. Uh, I would uh, I shouldn't say that because uh, as photographers we have to think about the prints and the papers and, and stuff like this. But the video is really a big uh, final product for me, so I wouldn't imagine to do it without it. Mm. No, it's cool. I just I love that that how we all do things differently, and that's the great thing, isn't it? It'd be so boring if we all did exactly the same thing and offered the exact yeah. same thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, it's very cool. Very cool. Okay, um, Olivia, let's change tack slightly as well. Um, there's another big question here. Are you ready for another big one? Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, if anything, are you afraid of? Whoa. Uh, Told you it was a big one. I was going to say death, but I'm not even afraid of that. Are you not? No, you're not. Well, like everyone, but it's not something I have in my mind every every day, you know. That's good. Um, <laughs> or maybe uh, that's that's going to be sad, but the question is sad anyway. <laughs> but uh, maybe I've uh, not be able to move, like if I have an accident or whatever, and I couldn't yeah. use my legs or uh, my eyes, my sight. Mm, uh, that would be something really bad because you're there, but you can't enjoy all the pleasures of this world. So, mm. yeah, that, that's the really first thing that came to my mind. But I'm going to think about something else as soon as we hang up. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's change <laughs> Let's change tack slightly away because, yeah, that is scary. That is a scary <laughs> thought. Um, let's, okay, let's change tack a little bit. But it's, it's always interesting. I just, it's just so interesting. Um, but looking back then, okay, at, at life or at business or both, are, is there anything that you would have done differently? Uh, yeah, I would have started uh, earlier, I think, younger. Oh, yeah. And, mm. um, and I would, uh, if it was possible, I would have uh, found my style, uh, you know, like a quotation mark. But I would have found my style earlier, like uh, the, the reportage is really something I like, so I wouldn't have lost, lost sometimes with uh, kind of lifestyle shots in weddings, you know, and, um, yeah, and yeah. details, I hate details, oh my God. <laughs> so um, I would have done this differently, maybe. Okay, yeah, that's and, interesting. Um, and maybe I would have stayed longer in Australia as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, maybe if you'd stayed longer in Australia, your life might have been totally different. You might never have done any kind of wedding or family photography. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I would be picking windows again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, yeah, it would have been quite differently. But I think the business of uh, wedding photography might be good in Australia. I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't know. Quite, either, but... It's quite different, I think. But um, mm. 
Mm, I would true. have loved to, to walk over there. Did you get like sunburn often when you were doing the picking the fruits and things? Um, I, I'm not the kind of guy who put some cream on, you know. Well, uh, really, at all. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm going from the south of France, you know. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know. But no, no, yeah, that's really not very careful. But uh, I, I don't think about it. So yeah, I might have got some some big sunburn and uh, some um, sunburn. Sorry. Uh, and yeah, now that you're talking about this, I remember that in Australia is really, really bad because of the, um, uh, how do you say, you know, the, the atmosphere, the whole India atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty big uh, uh, above Australia, so it's really bad. Uh, but okay. no, no, I didn't think about this. <laughs> I mean, you just didn't burn that's so cool man i like that <laughs> let's get burned Woo. <laughs> i burn really easily i think because we we hardly ever see the sun in england you know it's a rare occurrence you know so yeah that's how we recognize you when you came when you came to the south of france by the beach you know I might be english <laughs> that's funny that's funny have you um have you ever shot a wedding in england uh no not yet no no, I've never been uh, outside of France, just uh, twice in Spain, and this year I will go to Luxembourg. Oh yeah, that sounds but, cool. Uh, mm. That was a big, uh, a big thing for me two years or three years ago, like to go outside of France and uh, to travel overseas to shoot some weddings. Mm. I would love to do that again, but uh, just maybe a couple of times during the season, but not always, you know, because it's, I, I think it's really tiring and uh, you don't see your family much after, so... Oh, exactly. Yeah, especially when you've got kids, you don't want to be traveling yeah. away every weekend. No, definitely. I'm. I've done. I've done. I've just a few. I've done a few weddings in France. Um, I've really enjoyed. Um, I shot one a couple of years ago in Avignon. You know Avignon. Oh, yeah, really nice place here. Yeah, they they they'd like hired out that whole bridge just for their evening party the night before. Oh, it was cool. really. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I didn't know it was possible. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Um, and I, I work with a, a French wedding planner sometimes, and her name is Anne. It's a double-barreled first name, and it's Anne Law, like L A U R E. Um, so at the wedding, though, I thought everyone was saying Alan Law, but they were just oh. saying Anne Law, Anne Law all the time. It was really Anne, weird. Anne Law, ah, Anne Law, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, sorry, sidetrack there, sidetrack. Um, Olivia, in terms of your marketing at, at all, you know, getting yourself out there, um, what's been the most effective for you? You know, what do you focus your marketing energy on? Well, um it was quite easy at the beginning because it was uh, um, mouse to here. Is that correct? It's oh, what? Sorry, say again. Was, um, what's the name in English? Sorry. Um, when someone is talking about you, you know, uh, um, an old bride and groom are talking to a new. Oh one. yes, like word of mouth or um, word of mouth, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my mainstream, my main canal, I think. That's great. Um, but I recently, like last year, I worked a lot of my web on my website during the winter, yeah. and I'm kind of uh, in first place for for my local area uh, for the wedding photography uh, uh, search. So. Um, oh, cool! Did you learn your? Uh, do you self-taught with about search engine yeah, optimization? Like yeah. A- like everything, I think I, I just look on the internet or read books and you mm. can find every answers to it. So That's true, isn't it? Yeah. And it worked, so it's great. I have some more demands uh, now. 
and I'm trying on Instagram, but honestly, I hate this uh, social media. It's <laughs> I, I really hate it. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. What? Why? Why don't you like it? The... I don't know. As soon as. Uh, if you don't have boobs, you know, you're not scoring anything. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I don't like it. It's, you have to be very consistent all the time, posting every day, every day, and, mm. and you That's don't true. get, I, I don't get any clients from there. Uh, maybe one or two weddings in three years. So, right, okay. I, I think I'm going to post just to be present and say, hello, I'm here. But uh, my main uh, my main thing, I think, is my, my website and my uh, word mouse. Uh, no, that's cool man it's all really good all good to, to to find out about i'm the same with you i think social media kind of a love-hate relationship sometimes um, oh, yeah. mm, it is isn't it that consistency as you say is so important as well and then it can be you can feel the pressure and it's draining as well it's uh i don't know but then it can be so effective for a lot of people it can be really yeah effective. a lot of uh, photographers in my local area are, are working with instagram that's uh, first, the pictures are not the same, you know, it's kind of a different style, like uh, Moody or Fine Art or something like this. Yeah, right, so I don't okay. know if it's uh, doing something, but um, I, I would love to hear some uh, some photographers from the Cisal Portage and to say, okay, Instagram is really big for me, because mm -hmm. uh, I'm curious about that. Is. Yeah, I know, that's true. Yeah, it's, it, is, it, it is interesting how I, people... Oh, sorry, be, go uh, Sorry. It might be a very good um, network for for workshops. Mm, it it's, it would be a really interesting subject, wouldn't it? Famous uh, among photographers, you can communicate on workshops in, in there. So not for the bride and groups, but for other photographers, it can be good. Yeah. Mm, true. True. Um, Olivia, we've all been dealing with this COVID times differently. Um, do you do anything specific? Like, like, do you have uh, to kind of cope with that? Any kind of morning routines or anything like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's not special. Uh, it's not in regards with the COVID, but um, well, I have to say I, I read a lot of books or try to read a lot of books, but I don't really like books that doesn't bring me anything, like novels, for example. Okay. Uh, it's strange to say as a storyteller, but uh, yeah, I'm not into novels, so I like to read books about some subjects or photography, of course, but. Um, uh, I can read some books about personal development. I like it. Um, and I've read this book called uh, The Miracle Morning. So it's quite famous. Okay. Uh, it seems a bit strange, but I, I just tried it. And um, <clears throat> the thing is, I so my morning routine is, uh, I, I do it like from uh, since two years now. And basically, I wake up at 5.30 in the morning. And wow, I that's early. That's early. Yeah, I know. I know, <laughs> but that's the point, you know. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you can do it at 9 o'clock if you have some time. But I know that at uh, 7.30 or 8 in the morning, my kids are up and then we have to go uh, to school yeah. and stuff. So you don't have any time for you after that. So that's why I'm uh, uh, getting up early. Uh, and the thing is just to take some time for you because you won't have the time after during the day. Even if we are, I am a photographer and I can walk at my home and can do whatever I want during the day, but that's not the, 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 the thing I want to do. So I, I, I just get up very early and I go for uh, meditation, yeah. uh, which is very good. I go for exercise or so running or stand-up paddle or bike or whatever. 
Um, and after I do some um, uh, deep work sessions, so I don't know if you've heard about this. No, no, what's that? Well, basically it's working, but uh, you just set uh, time for that. So you say, okay, I'm going to walk very deep, uh, deeply for 45 minutes or 60 or 90 minutes. It depends what you want. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the thing is you have to really focus on your task and very be really focused on this and uh, cut every notifications, every phone, every Wi-Fi, every computer, uh, anything that can disturb you, okay? So you are really into your task okay. and you are working so much faster. Uh, and so you can do two, three, four sessions and at the end of the day, you accomplish so many things because you're not say, thinking about anything else, you know? So I'm talking mainly about um, editing the pictures because it's a long, process and um, I'm the kind of guy always thinking, you know, so when I'm in front of my computer editing the pictures, I can think, ah, oh, uh, I don't know, I broke my uh, UV filter, you know, on my on my lens, so I have to buy one just now, you know, so you just quit everything, go on Amazon, mm-hmm. but it's crazy, you just quit the task to do mm-hmm. something really not important, and so you, you spend so much time on your computer and you're not working actually. So uh, mm-hmm. the deep work sessions are very good. You just put a, a timer and you say, okay, 45 minutes, I just do that. And it's crazy because at the end you're accomplishing very, very big tasks and fastly. That sounds really, really good. That does sound really good. Because, yeah, as you say, you could, you could just sit at your computer with a really good goal in mind. But I end up, yeah, as you say, just going on Amazon or, like, paying tax exactly. or, like, checking oh, or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the, the bad thing about our work. And my, my wife is always telling me that you, I don't know how you're doing to walk by yourself at home in front of your computer. I would be doing anything but work during the day. <laughs> It's quite, um, we have to be disciplined for that. Yes, that's true. That self-discipline is tricky, but that yeah, sounds like exactly. you've got it nailed there with that. That seems a really good idea. Really, really the, good. The, the routines are really helping to be self-disciplined, actually. So if you if you get your brain used to, to do some things at the same time every day, you're just really efficient to it, you know, and uh, mm. you, you're just uh, spending less time uh, elsewhere. I think that would be really useful um, for me. I think, I think we've added an element of um, routine has come in now that we're homeschooling. We've had to have some kind of routine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Um, yeah, I think start after. Yeah, I think that's generally helping actually because now I know I can only specifically work like after I've homeschooled the children, for instance, as well. So that makes me more productive in that limited yeah, amount of time exactly. I have. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, it's all interesting. Are you, but, are you going to wake up at five thirty tomorrow? Or no, like? yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> do you do that? You <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> um, do you do that at the weekend? Even still, five thirty. So yeah, I try to do it every day, Sundays. Uh, yeah. The thing is, as soon as I stop, I don't feel good. You know, I I feel like um, like uh, getting out of the bed is really really pain in the ass. Okay. Uh, and my day is starting differently and I'm a little bit lazy and I'm, yeah, it's not the same. I, I don't want to accomplish uh, all the tasks I, I have in mind. Uh, but the bad part of this uh, routine is uh, wedding season, of course, because uh, I'm only doing a full day coverage. Uh, so I start at, uh, I don't know, uh, noon or 1 p.m. and I stop at 1 or 2 a.m. in the morning. Right. 
<laughs> so when you get back to home at 3 a.m., you just can't uh, wake up at um, at 5:30. You know? <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> but yeah, try to at least uh, wake up at 5:30 for the wedding day, and that's kind of hard. But I know if I can't, if I don't do it, uh, I will be like shit. So I don't know. It's um, it's really uh, interesting. Yeah. Does your wife like get up with you at half five as well? Uh, she's a morning person, but not 5.30. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she wakes up at 6.15, something like this. So she has some time for her, like uh, until 7.30, just to walk a little bit or do something because, before the kids uh, wake up. That's nice as well. Uh, but we are not. So uh, you, you have to understand that uh, at 10 p.m. we are all, <laughs> all sleeping at house. <laughs> We're not uh, really really later people you know same here though actually like what me and only will go up to bed about like quarter past nine half nine you know i, I like mean, that i oh like it we hold that on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, man that was interesting really interesting um let's Thanks, let's talk about um your family photography specifically we're not touched too mm-hmm. much um so how so did you know when you became a photographer did you did, did was it weddings that you really shot first and then the family stuff came later or was it the other way around or I think it was quite in the same time uh, yeah. I had my first family sessions uh, on the same season I guess yeah oh, but, that's cool. uh, but um, I really tried the family reportage this year and especially with my kids during the lockdown you know oh that's cool yeah, yeah. that was a big uh, big step for me and I really like it so I want to do more of this but um that's cool i think you hear it a lot but i think the, the uh, day in the life session is quite uh, difficult to sell you know because it's a mm. big amount of money for the families yeah um so I, i'm trying to do it i, I think i'm gonna uh, develop it on my website for this year uh, so yeah the, the first family shootings i was doing is more of a lifestyle Okay, interesting. And were they kind of like existing wedding clients as well, or are they totally separate kind of clients? Yeah, sometimes I I'm, I have a few clients uh, who got married. So I, I did uh, the engagement session, the wedding, the day after session, the pregnancy, the first kid, the second kid. So that's great. Yeah, it's wow. Really- that's really uh, cool to like um, document a whole kind of family yeah. events, all those kind of events like that. That's really exactly, cool. Yeah. And I have one of them who are very uh, close friends now. And when we go to their home, there is a big wall with all the prints in black and white. And it's crazy. You can see all the all your work, you know, since uh, five or no, five years. Yeah, four. Oh, so that must be really rewarding to yeah, see, I think. That must be really cool. nice. Do you think maybe that they, um, just before you come over, they get everything printed and up on the wall? <laughs> <and> like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny um do you have a kind of bucket list in life or in weddings you know big goals like some certain kind of weddings in certain locations you'd want to do or anything like that oh yeah but that's a big bucket i think mm. um and it's growing every day but um, yeah i think my well i, I can tick off one because uh, this is a reportage podcast was one of the. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> no, but honestly, yeah, I was thinking about this like six or eight months ago, and a couple of weeks ago, you just sent me this message. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to talk to the podcast? So that was great. That was a, a good uh, a good thing. Oh, that's but, cool. Yeah, my my bucket list could be full of uh, photography projects, of course. So I think I would love to be 
a speaker at a conference, maybe someday. Oh, you will be, I'm sure, definitely. Ah, uh, uh, thank you. I don't know if it's going to be still fashion, you know, in a couple of years. Uh, well, maybe there'll be even more in demand, though. You know, you yeah, know, people need to get together, and yeah, and you, you'd be a great speaker, man, as well. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I have to prepare. I have to drink a lot of wine because drinking on scene, you know. But um, and this and uh, yeah, I want to teach uh, other photographers for sure. So maybe family or weddings, anything. Oh, but that'd be cool. I, I would like to to share everything I know and everything I learned from other photographers, of course. But um, just share my vision about uh, wedding and uh, family photography. That would be cool. Oh, that'd be very cool. You should definitely do that. Yeah, it's something in my mind uh, since uh, one or two years, but uh, I'm just feeling not, um, uh, how do you say, not good enough to do it, you know? Ah, uh, but, but but that's the thing, like, yeah, I think it, you'll never, I don't think, well, from my personal experience, I still don't feel good enough, you know, and I've done workshops, but I think... You know, that's something we always go through, but you've, everybody has got stuff to teach. Everybody's got stuff to say that people are going to find useful, you know. Yeah, you're right. But uh, the thing is, there is so many workshops everywhere, like in France, but I think everywhere in the world. Like, uh, and I'm afraid to, to just do the same as the others, you know, and uh, not be but, very interesting. Well, yeah, but only you could do an Olivier Bolt workshop. Only you. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's true. It is true, though. I know that sounds a bit pat, but it is true, you know. So, um, yeah, you just got to do it, man. Just do it. Yeah, do it. That's right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I am a firm believer, though, you've got to try things, I think, especially when you, you sound like you have a real interest and passion to do that. So, yeah, do it. That's have you been on many workshops yourself? Good. Have you been on many? Uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, uh, mainly in France. So with uh, Frank Boutonnet or William Lambolet, oh, cool. you know them, of course. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, but I've seen some great conferences as well with uh, Yves Shepers or Ken Pack. Oh, cool. Um, and I've been to Ireland once in, um, uh, in Belfast. I know the, maybe you know the, the Burn Workshop. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've never been, but I've heard of it. Yeah, was that, that cool? That was a great experience with uh, Ferdinand ST and, uh, and the York Place Studio. I love them. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that was a cool uh, cool moment, too. I've been on um, a Ferdinand workshop as well. He's, he's such a cool guy, isn't he? Yeah, cool. so funny. <laughs> yeah, so funny. I love, yeah, I love him. But I would he was actually... to go to the doctor. Is it going uh, to be on um, on 25th? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know yet because um, with Repertage, we partner with Kevin and Annie Kafash who created Doc Day. So I don't, I don't organize it. So okay. I don't know yet. I, I don't know what's going to happen with it, to be honest. Um, but you, it, you should definitely come when, it, when or if it happens. You know, it is really good fun. It's really good. Yeah, sure. It's a it's a big excuse for traveling, you know, so I can escape my home and my kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh, I hope to meet you at one of those events someday. Yeah, uh, I would love to. Thank it'd you. It'd be so cool to meet you in the flesh, man. It's been so lovely talking to you here. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's been a really, really lovely. Um, so I've got time just for one more question. Yeah. And, and we can link it with your teaching, um, you know, possibilities. So what would be, Olivier, your your top tips to help someone become better at the documentary side of what we do? So it could be about we documentary weddings or documentary family or just in general. What would be your top tips? Um, I think the first one 
comes to my mind uh, is the, the one would change a bit everything for me is to 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 shoot 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 the shit out of it how they say uh, to push all the time like say uh, like he's saying uh, Frank Boutonnet so yeah, the thing is when you are photographing a wedding you you just um, not sure about what you're taking you're not sure about what is going to happen so just click all the time not for nothing but uh, shoot on purpose but shoot a lot and uh, you you will capture some great moments because you you can't um, plan everything so if something happens you you have it and you can uh, manage to to have great pictures of it so yeah i would say not to to um to put down your camera you know just keep it on the eye during the whole day That's and everywhere and be very focused the whole day so it, it can be very exhausting at the end of the day but that, that's the thing you know especially if you get up at half five in the morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i'm doing exercise remember so no i know i know I'm joking though yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's really exhausting for the brain mostly but um uh, that's the thing would change everything for me because i was maybe i, I, I thought i was not lazy but I, I was not shooting enough just uh uh, okay, I shoot some uh, I shoot some moments, and I think okay, I have a picture, and when I see it on the computer, it's really bad. So I should have shot a uh, uh, hundred pictures more, you know, or something uh, like this. Yeah. And we I are about to do this uh, today with the numeric, uh, um, with the, the pictures, uh, with the, the the cards like this. So we have to do it. Mm. No, it's great advice, man. I think that is so so vital. It's a great great advice. Yeah, right ah man dude thank you so much that was great thank you alan oh i really enjoyed talking to you it's very lovely i've just been smiling away behind you can't uh, see me but i've just been smiling the whole time it's lovely that's exactly what i was going to say i'm always smiling and uh, the thing is i'm always smiling when i listen to your podcast it's crazy you have a very empathetic uh, empathic uh, voice and really smiling so it's great oh that's lovely of you to say it's lovely um oh man I, I really i hope we do get to meet you know do come to doc day come to the this is reportage christmas party if it goes ahead. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, uh, yeah, so it's for Christmas, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it can go ahead again, you know. But it'd be yeah, so, it would be so lovely to meet you. Um, I'd love to, yeah. It'd mm, be awesome. Dude, um, you stay safe. And um, yeah, I, I hope 2020 is a good one. 2021! Yeah. It's the wrong 20, year. I said yeah, 2020 year. is definitely shit. We <laughs> <laughs> can't forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> that one will be great. And uh, uh, please keep going in what you are doing, uh, Alan, for This Is Reportage. It's one of my, well, it's my favorite association for awards like this. So it's you're doing really a great job with all the videos and podcasts. So please keep going. It's great. Thank you, man. That's really lovely of you. Really lovely. And super talking to you. Thank you. You have a Thank good day. You. You too. Bye-bye. Get to bed early. Get to bed early. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, man. Bye, Adam. You've been listening to the 65th episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to Olivier. Hope you enjoyed it too. Head to thisisreportage.com, see a link through to Olivier's website. We have lots more episodes of the podcast available too, where we speak to family and wedding photographers from all over the world. Delve into our back catalogue to hear from the likes of Stephen Rooney, Louisa Fondenbrook, Liam Shaw and Dominique Shaw of York Place Studios, Christoph Clays, Alex Kuss, Jill Streefland, Tyler Workin, Ross Harvey, Verena Meadows and many more too. 
If you're not yet a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers and much more. Submissions are now open for our second collections of 2021. The deadline is the same for both our wedding site and our family site. Submit by 2359 GMT on 24th of March 2021. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. Mm -hmm.